Hi, it's me, Richard, again. I recently did a video about a humble yet mighty man of God who I had come across in Palermo, Sicily. And in the words of Amazon, I thought that people who like that might also like this. Writing that piece reminded me of another man of similar convictions who I had also come across unexpectedly on my travels. This man was from a different era, but I found this one a lot closer to home. This priest, ordained some 450 years earlier, made a powerful stand for what he believed was right. And also like Pino, he had enemies in very high places, including the church itself. Ultimately, like Pulisi, he also bravely faced death rather than compromise his beliefs. Anyway, my story starts in Dursley in Gloucestershire, where I travelled two summers back with my younger son, Sebi. We enjoyed a nice hotel where Seb could wear his best T-shirt, but eventually decided we really should go off walking. From the hilltops of Dursley, we could see a big tower on a hill three miles away. Looking at the map, it was marked simply Mon for Monument and it was on a hill above the unlikely sounding village of North Nibley and overlooking an even more comic sounding valley called Watery Bottom. Well, we walked through Watery Bottom and into North Nibley and climbed a steep hill known locally as Nibley Knob to the impressive tower which we could then see had a gold cross on top. It was open, so we climbed its 121 stone steps to the top. It was very windy, but the views were stunning. But why was it here? And why the gold cross? The plaque on it intriguingly read, Erected AD 1866 in great of William Tyndale translator of the English Bible, who first caused the New Testament to be printed in the mother tongue of his countrymen. Born near this spot, he suffered martyrdom at Vilvord in Flanders on October the 6th, 1536. Now I'm sure that all you Bible scholars will know exactly who Tyndale was and why he was so important. But I'm afraid I'm not a scholar, and no, I didn't. From the display boards in the window of North Nibley Church, I discovered that Tyndale was a radical priest, being a strong believer that everyone should be able to read the Bible themselves and in their own language. That doesn't sound very radical to us today, but it was in the 16th century when you faced a death penalty for possession of a translation of scripture into English. Yes, the Bible was read in church, but read in Latin, so meant nothing to the parishioners. It was as if the Bible was an official secret, only to be interpreted for you by the few, and no doubt interpreted in the way that suited their purpose. Tyndale knew that this was not the will of God. The Bible was a gift to everyone. This was his vision. As well as leading the church of Little Sodbury, 
Yes, I should have given a clue to the authorities that he was going to be trouble for them. Tyndale was a scholar of Greek and Hebrew, and he worked on a translation that was the first English Bible to draw directly from the original Hebrew and Greek texts. It was also well-timed to be able to be distributed using Caxton's new invention of the printing press, rather than being copied out by hand. The radical potential opportunity for the Bible to be read and studied by all literate people, rather than for it to be read only by priests and scholars, was a huge challenge to the church and to the laws of England that maintained the church's position. As well as the Catholic Church, Tyndale made himself unpopular with Henry VIII, who by then had made himself head of his new Church of England in order to get a divorce. Fleeing England, Tyndale sought refuge in the Fle Flemish territory of a Catholic emperor. That's Belgium to us. In 1535, Tyndale was betrayed by a trusted friend and arrested and jailed. In 1536 he was convicted of heresy and executed by strangulation, after which his body was burnt at the stake. His dying prayer was that the King of England's eyes would be opened. This prayer was answered just one year later when Henry authorised the Matthew Bible, a Bible in English which was largely Tyndale's own work. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for the amazing stories of faithful people like Tyndale, who have made and continue to make your word available in all languages, so that everyone has the opportunity to study it for themselves. We pray particularly for those in our own church, like Chris, Cheryl and Janet, who are involved in this work. Please give us the strength, the knowledge and conviction to stand up for what we know is right, even in the face of danger, rejection, even death. Amen.